Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to episode 12 of the Dine Sports YouTube page and podcast network. Got a great guest for you today. We'll be joined by Abby Bailey of A Bailey Photos, who is the photographer for the Algonquin men's and women's varsity team. So she shoots a variety of sports at the collegiate level there and um, has a lot of experience now building her portfolio in the sports photography field. So she's going to sit down with us and share everything as far as how she first got started to some of the equipment she uses now, tips and tricks to getting, um, you know, lighting right, uh, the editing process and uh, everything else that goes into getting that perfect shot or that perfect moment. Uh, if you haven't already, just friendly reminder down at the bottom of your screen there there's a subscribe button make sure you guys hit that so that you guys can stay up to date with all the content that we're bringing you we've got some really great guests coming up in the next week and uh, we've also got some special um, content with some of the sports leagues starting to uh, start up again so we'll do some deep dives into some of those uh, those sports and those fields as well there too uh, so we'll get right into it here Abby Bailey Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Dine Sports YouTube page and podcast network. Joining me today is Abby Bailey of A Bailey Photos. Abby, how are you today? Good, how are you, Kyle? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for joining us. How, how is the family doing over there? You guys staying safe and healthy? Yeah, we're doing good. It's been uh, pretty crazy, but uh, every day is different. So we just try to take it one day at a time, you know, try to stay inside as much as possible. If we have to go grocery shopping, make sure we're layered with gloves and masks and any type of other gear that'll keep us safe. Yeah. 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 Definitely in strange times. And hopefully we're, we're coming towards the end of it there as restrictions start getting lifted, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, enough about COVID. I think people have heard uh, enough, about enough that about on COVID. the news for a while there. Let, yeah. let, let's talk a little bit about uh, your journey and specifically your sports photography. So mm -hmm. um, first and foremost, how did you ever even get involved in photography in the first place? I uh, first started when I, I believe I was in grade 12 and I had a friend, his name is Ben Telford. It's at Ben Telford Visuals on Instagram. You guys want to check him out. Um, we started together doing rugby photos initially. So I kind of started, I first got the camera and I was like, oh, well, we can play around with this, see what happens, see where it goes. And once I reviewed the first set of pictures I did, I was like, wow, I actually have a talent in this. I could probably pursue this and just keep it as a hobby. And once I started college and I now work for Thunder Athletics as a photographer now. So they posted on their Instagram page that they needed photographers for the upcoming season. So I put my resume out there and brought some sample photos as they asked me to do. And they, they loved it. They loved the grade 12 boys uh, rugby photos. They loved that. I got huddle shots, action shots, shots of the coaches just and the crowd interacting as well. So they really loved that. I didn't focus mainly on the players themselves, but actually the people that were involved in the games as well, like refs, uh, family, friends, coaches, all the things like that. So once that I showed them that they got me working soccer, basketball, rugby for Algonquin, volleyball, and once I started getting into the hang of things, that's when I really was like, okay, wow, I actually have a talent in this. I can pursue this. 
Wow. wow. And, and good for you. Shouting out your good friend, Ben Telford, yeah. too, being a good friend. I love it. Um, so, I mean, other than, other than Ben, you know, when you were a, a grade 12 sort of student there, did, did you have mm-hmm. any, you know, either supporters or, or mentors that were sort of helping you nurture that, that love for photography, whether it was, you know, a teacher yeah. or a relative or whatever? So I, a lot of my family members were really supportive as well. They, they saw my artistic eye when they looked back and saw some of the pictures that I did, but also within my church as well. Um, once they heard that I started like having a photography career, so to speak, they really wanted me to get like more practice, get involved in taking like church shots, like of the services and stuff like that. So I believe that uh, the church people themselves actually helped me a lot as well. Right on, right on. And so, I mean, you, you've already kind of touched on it here. You, you know, you, you're doing soccer with Algonquin, you're doing rugby, right. basketball, uh, all sorts of sports there. Right. Is there any one sport that's that's maybe harder than the others to try and capture the action shots? There is definitely. Um, when I first started, soccer was the sport that kind of got me a little tricky it, it, it was really uh very hard because seeing walking onto the field and seeing how big the field was and how much space they were there was between players and running different drills during the games a lot of the spacing had to do with um me properly getting action shots and a, and a lot of the angles kind of there was it wasn't a bit focused as much some were in focus some weren't um the players kept moving quickly especially with the boys the girls I had a little more handle on things because you would be able to target them easier but the guys it's quick quick so I had a tough time like making sure that okay all the pictures have to be in focus here and I also had in mind that um my boss is going to post them to like the different media outlets so I was like okay I need to focus on them as much as possible so that you can tell a story with what I'm taking. Yeah, yeah. So the the sports, I guess, then that actually cover a larger field rather than you know basketball, where it's just right. Or that those right. are the trickier ones to shoot them. Right. Yeah, and I believe uh, volleyball too um, was a bit trickier because it was my first time ever shooting volleyball. Because at the time when I started in high school, the volleyball season was over, so I didn't really get to get a chance to, you know, see how I liked it. So with the volleyball now, again, the boys were much harder to shoot because their, like, ability to jump high, like, jump higher, serve harder, like, they move kind of faster. But not that the girls don't do that, but I feel like with the guys, it was just more of a challenge just because... And especially where you're allowed to move around on the court because they have a specific area that photographers and staff members and can move around. And it's just, it's really difficult at times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, as, as you say, you usually have your sort of designated spots there. But right. you had uh, over the years a few close encounters where you're trying to right. get shots and the ball's coming right for you? Or... Yeah. yeah. I've had a lot of incidents, especially, uh, I believe, basketball um, I've gotten the ball thrown in my direction, almost hitting me, trying to get, even though I am where I'm supposed to be, but there has been times where like the balls can just fly over to one side and you're trying to duck and take the pictures at the same time. So it, it's a lot. Yeah. 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 You ever have the Shaquille O'Neal diving into the stands yeah. and anyone <laughs> yeah, land on exactly. your lap or anything like that? Yeah. Or? Yeah. 
and it's those moments that you try to get on camera the most too because it, it's it's a nice uh scenery to watch yeah 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 it make, makes for an interesting shot for sure it does um, yes so i i mean i'm sure it's changed quite a bit even from when you first started to the equipment right. you're using now but when you first started you know in grade 12 shooting mm -hmm. the uh, grade 12 rugby and all of that there were you using just sort of you know a hand-me-down camera or did you borrow one from the school were, were you using like a disposable right. one like how did you sort of get your hands on that to start so when I started, my dad had like a little hand-me-down camera that I would take shots in the house or outside walking. And then I upgraded to a Canon T6. So, so then, so a lot of the features on both cameras were, are different, of course, because one is more upgraded than the other. And I started shooting with a 15 to 55 millimeter lens, I believe. And obviously with that length it can't do too much but it does enough so then over the years i started looking into different lenses and seeing how can i improve on especially for sports photography how could i improve with the focusing of the subjects especially with the different sports that are out there so i made sure to do some research before i uh invested like money because it, it it is expensive to invest a lot of money into certain products that you would need to use but I ended up getting another uh sports type of lens so I so that's the one I use right now for thunder so I feel like there's a huge difference especially with the length and how far you can get so I'm, I'm really happy about that one yeah for sure and you know you, you hit on something right there too is you know i think a lot of people would love to sort of get into photography but it's, right. it's not cheap right right exactly right. so you know for someone who is brand brand new to photography and, and let, let's stick with sports here and they're thinking mm -hmm. about maybe getting into sports photography what's maybe one or two features or something that they might not know to look for that you would really recommend that they look for in a camera I would say um, before even going out and buying a camera, just s taking some time, you know, and researching the different types of brands of cameras, because there, when I first started, I didn't know that there were so many brands of cameras out there until I actually went and looked on Google and YouTube and looking at the different tutorials. So I would say that's a big thing because if you if you want to invest in something as big as a camera you would want to make sure that like nothing bad happens with it or no discrepancies or stuff like that so you want to make sure like it's it will last you a long time because buying rebuying cameras it, it it gets really expensive yeah yeah for sure for sure so let, let's talk a little bit about your process here because mm -hmm. for, for those listening at home they, they might not have any idea as, as far as you know how the action on the field actually gets onto you know social right. media or the front page of the newspaper or whatever right so when you're covering an event it, are you just taking hundreds and hundreds of photos or are you trying to capture specific moments so how, right. how do you approach an event so i i do a little bit of both um as far as the games itself, I make sure to take multiple pictures at a time because they always say that it's never good to just take one picture because it may turn out, it might not turn out to be good. So what I do is I just have it on continuous shooting. Um, 
because when I go back to look over them, I could say, oh, I'm glad I actually took that picture because it looks good, even though there may be 30 more that looks just like it. I'll have those options to say, okay, well, I can present this one or I can present this one as my normal finding. As far as um, like staff and uh, the the viewers of the game or just people that are just there to work the game. I try to incorporate them as well because they are a part of the event. Um, it's not just like the players and the athletes or the coaches. It's really a team effort. So I try to capture a lot of that as well. Yeah, yeah. And so you're, you're trying to sort of paint the picture of, of the atmosphere, you know, the fans, the refs, right. the everything there, which, which is kind of unique too, right? You don't see mm-hmm. a lot of that, that sort of thing portrayed in social media or print media right. like that. It's, the focus is usually on the players. Why, why yeah. is it so important for you to sort of capture the action around the game as well too? I feel like it's, it's really important because it's not like you said it's not looked at as much as the athletes itself and the people who are watching in the bleachers they play an important role just as much as the athletes do they cheer on the athletes they motivate them to be better athletes and stuff like that so I think it's really important to showcase that even though sometimes it may not get presented as much like you said in the newspaper or on social media outlets but it's good to know that, okay, they're not just taking of the athletes itself, they're actually taking of the people watching or the staff members that are working the game or the referees or all the coaches. So I think that's very important. Yeah, yeah. And so when, when you do sort of wrap up an event and you're starting to go through all, all your shots there, mm-hmm. is, are there any particular programs or software that you use? I um, What I do is... To be honest, using different programs, I it's it gets really complicated at times because just figuring out like certain little details when it comes to programming and stuff like that. So me personally, I I don't use a lot of programs just because I want to keep the pictures as natural as possible. Like I know editing editing takes a lot of time. It really does. And I've spoken to people like other photographers that that take me through how their editing looks like and how long it takes them so what I try to do is keep the picture as original as as it comes out and just do a little tweaking here and there but other than that yeah I try to keep a lot of the pictures like as clean as possible and as um natural as possible Right on, right on. And you know again you know in the age of photoshop here that that's not right exactly Yeah. yeah So uh, for, for, again, you know, for, for those that might not be super familiar with photography and, or might be considering getting into it, um, you know, is there one particular tool that you really recommend that they get themselves familiar with, whether it is, you know, Photoshop or mm-hmm. what, one of those other programs there for when they do need to make the edits? Right. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a program called Adobe. I'm not sure if there's another extension to that name, but or Lightroom, actually, that's the name of it. Uh, Adobe Lightroom is what I started to use and kind of familiarize myself. So that could be an interesting tool to use. Um, Also, depending on, I use my MacBook Pro to do my, like transferring my pictures and looking at them. There's an app on 
my phone that um, you're able to connect with my camera. I don't know if other cameras have this, but connect my phone to my camera to view the pictures instantly so that I see like what I'm working with or what shots I've taken already. But um, depending on the type of device you use to go through your pictures and see which ones you want to delete, which ones you want to keep, getting software or getting like attachments that you can use to connect your camera also with your phone type thing that's really helpful as well um at first when i was struggling to figure out what can i use to actually view my pictures and have the same software like jpeg or pdf or how however you view your your photos you want to make sure that you have you're open to having that type of software yeah yeah right on so i mean you, you know, you started your journey at the high school level and mm -hmm. you know, high, high school athletics are, are fast enough there, but there's clearly a, a jump. In, a different level. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. From yeah. high school to college there. What, what, what was the biggest sort of adjustment you needed to make in, in taking your photos going from high school to college? Right. That fast? I think the thing for me is that um, high school sports in terms, in terms of over general speaking, um, high school sports and then college university level sports is totally two completely different things. A lot of people think that it, it's somewhat the same, but the intensity and the drive of those levels of sports, it's a lot different. So as you could imagine, taking pictures for, for college and university level sports is just as intense and just as driving as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure you, you've probably been able to get some, you know, pretty cool experiences right. at college level. Do, do, do yeah. any of them stick out, you know, maybe one or two really special things that, that you remember more than others? Um, I believe uh, there, there has been a couple games where, like, there's a lot of things that stood out to me, not so much on the photography side, but so much on the games itself. Um, but as far as photography goes, there, a lot of the athletes all, always come to me and say, wow, you take such amazing pictures. I love that you take pictures. And I think the main thing for me was that I started photography as a hobby to see like what else I could do. And I always had the artistic view and the artistic eye in this case. So I always did it for the love of the art and telling a story somewhat, whether it's sports or whether it's um, dance or singing or whatever it may be. So I made sure to always have fun with what I'm doing, but at the same time, showcase my talent through photography. So I, I never viewed photography for me as a job. I viewed it as like an, another thing that I do for fun. And surprisingly, um, people like it. And I, I do do it that because people like it as much as I like it as much, but I I don't see it as a job for me. I just see it as a, a next hobby. Nice, nice. And, and so, you know, you, you already sort of mentioned it there. Mm -hmm. uh, have you had, you know, athletes coming up to you, whether it's before a game and, okay, make sure right. I, I want some photos of myself? Yeah, I've had, um, even in high school, I've had that in high school and I've had that in college as well. Um, it does get, you do get a lot of pressure when that happens just because, okay, we've got to make sure that they're all good. So they all like them. So there's a next level of pressure, so to speak. Um, but 
at the end at the end when they do receive their pictures they're they're happy with it and they're satisfied with it so I'm, that's all I'm, I'm asking for yeah 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 you ever been just scrolling through social media and be like hey I, I took that photo yeah I have I have and it, it just it makes me happy knowing that they love it as much as I do just because well it's them doing the sports that they love but also they get a picture behind it so I, I I'm really happy about that Nice, nice. So, I mean, you know, let, let, let's even expand it a little bit beyond sports mm-hmm. here, right? What other things, other than people on a court or a field or whatever, do right. you actually enjoy going out and taking pictures of and get capturing moments? Um, I believe, like, big crowd events, kind of like, for example, Canada Day or um, different marches, like, for example, the march that we had I, I have a photographer friend that was there that was taking pictures as well. And I've seen her thread of pictures on Instagram and they look really nice. So I feel like not only sports is what people should focus on, but they can focus on like different eras, like their families or self-portraits or different events like weddings or um, recitals, stuff like that, that they should focus on so they can get a broader scope of what their talent can actually get them yeah yeah and and obviously there, there's as you say lots of different sort of avenues for photography right mm-hmm. some people right. work exclusively on landscapes some people work exclusively on buildings some right. people are just black and white photos D- do you have a personal favorite that you, you you like using or do you just sort of like using them all depending on how the mood strikes you yeah like you said like i like you said um it all it all depends on the how i'm feeling on that day sometimes i will just go out and walk and just see different scenery and take pictures of that even though it's not as fancy but just going out and walking and just or even like uh flowers or different types of uh trees nature um just people walking on the street uh landmarks anything really it all it all depends on the mood that i'm in yeah 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 so i mean you've probably taken tens of thousands of photos over the years Mm -hmm. now so uh, i I don't know how easy this question will be but you know does one photo that you've taken over all the years sort of stand out above the rest or do you have you know maybe two or three favorites that you've maybe framed around the house or anything like that yeah so i i honestly can say um there's during the school year for thunder um there's these these photos for photo of the week that that are chosen to be put put out for the week i would have to say the ones that i was picked for are my favorite ones but like you said i took thousands of photos so at this point now it's hard to have one favorite because there's a lot of pictures that you can take that you you love them all or you just love two or three but um i believe that the photo of the week pictures is the ones that i like a lot yeah yeah and you know you you touched on something important there too right like you you Mm -hmm. could spend a whole day in a gym and take hundreds hundreds of photos and then you go and you sort of look through them and you go i don't really like any of these right right so do do you have any advice on you know for for those who are just sort of starting out in Mm -hmm. in sports photography there how to overcome that you know and maybe being too self-critical of you know i I need the perfect shot uh, perfectionism all of that there you know is that something you struggled with at all when you first started 
I did um, struggle with that perfection for me. Like I, it's it's really difficult, especially in photography, to be a perfectionist, so to speak. I I do want to say that um, what you can train yourself to do is just take thousands of pictures. Just keep keep taking thousands of pictures, especially for sports in this case. But for anything else that you're taking, just just constantly, constantly take them because then you can go back on the next day and, and look through them and see, okay, there's some that I really do like and there's some that are not so great. I feel like that'll help a lot with people's confidence that are just starting out or that's been taking photos for a while. That, that'll help them a lot because then they'll, they'll realize, okay, well, even though they're not all great, there are some that comes out nice and I can I can present this as what I I did. Yeah, yeah. And is there maybe one one or two sort of factors that you know people don't instantly think of that play a huge role in the outcome of a, a of a photo there that people should actually pay more attention to, like you know lighting or mm -hmm. uh, you know the movement of the crowds, or, or did you learn any sort of tough lessons in your yeah. first couple of years there when you started? I learned that um, lighting and focus plays huge roles in how the photos come out mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that until I started working for Thunder because I would look back on pictures and be like okay this is this is not like I'm used to seeing from doing high school photos so uh, lighting definitely plays a key role in that and having the pictures in focus um, a lot of people tend to pay attention to how focused they are in that specific picture so I try to make sure that that's how I'm getting all the photos all of them in focus because if you like a lot of the NBA um, shots as well they're drop dead focused and you can tell who the person is the lighting is right the subject is clear so I think that's what people look out for how clear the subjects are and how the lighting kind of goes with that yeah, yeah. So in that same sort of thread there, does it become easier or harder to shoot outdoors then? You know, is natural light right. easier to work with or is the, you know, fluorescent tube lights right. above distracting? Me personally, I think um, outdoor lighting is more easier to work with than indoor lighting just because outdoor lighting, especially on a sunny day like today, for example, you don't have to adjust much with the lighting on the functions on your camera versus indoor you got to do a lot of a lot of tweaks here and there you got to focus um you got to adjust the lighting settings and stuff like that so i feel like once you get a lot of practice and with shooting events not even events you could probably just go outside or go indoors and practice a lot as well practice 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 because you'll end up feeling more confident in how you take pictures and you'll end up you know saying okay it's getting easier for me at the beginning it was hard I, I will say as you can imagine it was hard for me to start at first because I didn't know much I didn't know anything um, so once I started you know doing my little research here and there practicing at certain games or practicing at certain events it got it got me in the hang of things. Yeah, 
Yeah. And now that you are sort of, you know, in the, in the swing of things there, are there any particular photographers or, you know, Instagram accounts or social media or whatever that, that you follow because you, you love the quality of work that they're putting out mm -hmm. or any photographers that sort of inspire you? Right. Um, so I'd say like the one person that like inspired me is Ben. Um, he's not just only a photographer, he's a videographer as well. So he does a lot of music videos. He does a lot of documentaries. But what I love about his work is the content of his work and how he really one-on-one -on -one gets to know the artists he's working with and wants to, how he can figure out best to tell their story and what they're trying to come up with and their creativity. But just like how his content ends up looking at the end, it's, it's just really nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, if you could give one sort of piece of advice to someone who is just picking up a camera for the first time mm -hmm. and wants to get involved in, you know, sports photography, what, what would it be? I would say um, to be yourself. I know that sounds cliche and everyone says it, but just be yourself. The key to photography really is your own creativity when you're taking photos. When it comes to working with people, that's a different side of it. But you personally, you have to just love what you're doing and be creative on your own because then you won't be as hard on yourself when it doesn't turn out, like the pictures don't turn out for some reason. So when you're portraying yourself in a more creative light, then you, you won't be so hard on yourself to say, oh, well, I give up. This is too hard. But you can actually learn a lot of, of new things that can help you. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, look, looking ahead to the future here, what, what do you have in store for yourself? Are you going to continue working with Thunder? Or, are you yeah. going to focus on one particular sport or just, just mm -hmm. keep on trucking? I, um, I, as long as I am in college, I will continue with uh, Thunder. If, I don't know what the future holds. Things might change, but mm -hmm. I'm hoping to incorporate photography at with my job like my future job to becoming a paralegal in some way shape or form I just want to keep having it a part of my life because it it's made a lot of things happen for me it's made a lot of positive um feedback and and learnings come from it so I really wouldn't want to lose that um as far as the sports I do want to continue um doing different types of sports and not specifically just one sport just because like there there are different sports out there and it'll help me practice and get better as the years go by. So I just want to keep doing with that. Right on. Good for you. And, and, and so wh where can people find you and, and learn more about, you know, your artwork and uh, the stuff that you're putting out there? Um, it would be the Instagram account, the a.bailey photos is where I would post like certain pictures from the season or, overall or just overall and then I'm working on trying to start a website going and seeing how well with that I still have to do some research but I'm hoping for that as well so but for right now it's just that Instagram account amazing amazing well yeah for those that are uh, watching make sure you guys go and check that out she's put out uh, quite a bit of good content there and you know you're doing mm -hmm. phenomenal work so thank you so much thank for joining you. us today Abby thank you so much thank you for having me Anytime, anytime. You guys stay safe out there. Take care. Bye, guys.
And that's a wrap for another episode of the Dine Sports YouTube page and podcast network. Thanks for joining us this week. Huge shout out goes to Abby Bailey for sitting down and sharing her sports photography journey with us and uh, tips and tricks on not only how she's gotten to where she is now, but uh, also how she got started as well too. So some definite tangible stuff for those that are listening who might have an interest in sports photography or photography in general as to uh, how you can get started. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, we've also got various platforms on social media that we'd love to connect with you guys as well there too. So be sure to give them a follow and check them out for some additional content. Thanks very much. Have a great night. Thank you.